Michael Showalter, and it is my pleasure to serve as your treasurer on Unity Board of Trustees. I invite you to take out your electronic devices, and if you're on social media, to go ahead and check in and let people know you're here at Unity Minneapolis. And then in consideration of yourself, others, and this sacred space, go ahead and turn that device off or set it on airplane mode. Thank you. We share a common vision, and that is to celebrate a world transformed. Our approach to transforming that world is found in our mission, and that is to inspire and empower full expression of the divine within you through prayer, education, and service. Each week, Unity Minneapolis provides you opportunities to have that inner transformation through prayer, education, and service. And here's a few of the things that are coming up this week. First, today, we are welcoming our community outreach partners. So speaking of service, today in the garden court, immediately after this service, we encourage you to go out there, and there's representatives from PRISM, people responding in social ministry, Noble Elementary, Reclaim, and Give Us Wings. Learn more about how we work together and serve our broader community today out in the garden court. This afternoon at 1 o'clock, Coffee, tea, and Reverend Pat is in the YOU room in the upper level. You're invited to join Reverend Pat for a get-to-know-you conversation and to learn more about unity. So childcare is provided if you're looking for that. Otherwise, 1 o'clock today, upstairs. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, is the follow-up class to today's sermon, How to Handle Setbacks in Your Spiritual Growth, facilitated by Thomas Maiello. Join Thomas to a deeper dive into tools and practices to get you back on your journey after you've had a perceived setback. In March, our theme is Cosmic Connections, and our Unity staff wants to actually connect with you. So get to know the Unity staff. You are invited to share a Sunday brunch with a staff member. Tables 4-6 are reserved at a variety of locations in the area. Simply go out to the garden court and sign up to meet our staff and connect with them at a deeper level. There's a lot more information on these items and other upcoming events in your bulletin, in the insert, out there in the garden court, and in our electronic newsletter, The Peak of the Week, which, if you don't subscribe to, just sign up while you're out there in the garden court. Now, simply, and you literally can go all the way to heaven with this one piece of advice, so pay attention. If you can find it agreeable within yourself, give yourself and others the gift of this sacred hour. Simply, easily, 
set an intention that for one hour, you're going to be here and be now. Let's begin our service with prayer led by Reverend Pat. Mike. Join me in our opening prayer. Let us take that universal breath together, that breath of God. And then we just release and let go. Let us do that again. And release. And as we release, we let go of all concerns. We let go of any perceived problems, any perceived setbacks. We just let them go. And we bring our entire beingness to this place, to this time, knowing that there is no place that God is not. And that we are surrounded and folded in God's love this very moment. And for that, we are so grateful. We're grateful for so many things in life. Grateful for this spiritual community that we call Unity Minneapolis. Grateful for the difference that it's making in our lives, in the lives of others. So feel that gratitude within. Feel the gratitude within. And together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Let's stand together for our opening song.
Thank you, and please be seated. Welcome. We're glad you're with us today, and we certainly welcome those that are live streaming with us today. We're grateful that you've taken the time to be with us as well. You know, one of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is that of welcoming. Therefore, one of our favorite things to do each and every Sunday morning is to acknowledge our guest. So my dear friends, if you're with us today for the first, second, or third time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Calling guests, first, second, or third time guests today. Yeah, that is courage over there. That is courage, thank you very much. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in there. If you choose to turn that into our book desk, then we have a special gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate these marvelous guests. And we greet each other with a handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste. We ask before we, let's do it. So if you did not get a chance, if you did not get a chance to speak to the person or persons that you wanted to speak with, you have a second opportunity. We invite you to join us for our Friendship Hour following today's service in Friendship Hall. So let's just settle down as we continue with the rest of our service. And I want to invite Jim Knapp and Greg Peterson to the platform. Good morning. As you, most of you, are probably very well aware, last week at our annual meeting, our voting members elected a new board of trustees for the 2020 year. And Reverend Pat will be doing that installation in just a moment. But I wanted to take a moment to celebrate my dear friend and fellow board member for the past six years, he served, um, and congratulate him for all that he has given to this community with his service, both on the board and in other ministries within our uh, beautiful, beautiful place that we call home. So Jim, on behalf of the Board of Trustees and on behalf of our congregation, know that we are thankful for all the blessing and gifts that you bring to this community and know that you are loved. 
our flowers today. I forgot to mention that our flowers today and the beautiful crystal vase <laughs> is in celebration of Jim and we invite him to take that home with him after our second service today. The second service, right. <laughs> Can I say a couple of things? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Greg. I, uh, Reverend Pat contacted me a little while ago and said, what kind of cake do you want at your reception as you're outgoing? And I said, I texted Oprah at Weight Watchers really quick, and she reviewed my file, and she said, speak, don't eat. So no cake for you, no cake for me, sorry. I only get... Just give me 90 seconds after six years. That's all I'm asking here. <laughs> Quick story. My sister-in-law, a lovely woman in her late 70s, her and her husband bought a home in northern Arizona, built a beautiful home, great chance to landscape. And uh, upon doing so, she um, found out that she needed knee surgery. She declined the knee surgery because she was too busy watering her newly planted trees. So in a flash of the obvious, I was reminded, busy is relative to all of us. And I've been on this board for a number of years, and there's been many times I've thought, I am too busy. I'm too busy to serve on this board while I'm serving on this board. <laughs> so that was hard. It was, it's been, at times, very hard uh, to balance. And I'm a little bit of a slow learner when it comes to realizing that's about Attitude. So what has been my attitude about serving is that I do the best I can with the day that I have, in the week that I have, in the month that I have. And I'm, I'm good enough. And even though I've done many things uh, throughout the last several years, helping my husband run for a campaign, moved my father twice, got married, it goes on. You're all busy in the last several years too. So, but yet, um, with that change of attitude, it also led to... Um, what many of us already know, an attitude of gratitude. So I'm grateful to this church. I'm grateful to all of you. Uh, many of you I've gotten to know over the last several years, many, many of you, and I appreciate that. I've had coffee with you. I've marched in parades with you. I've danced with you. I've meditated with you. And even a few of you I feel very fortunate to call friend. So uh, I'm grateful grateful to you as congregants for listening to my sometimes funny and sometimes fundled, fundled, fumbled, see, fumbled Sunday morning announcements. Grateful to you as volunteers, you do a lot for this church, uh, being closer to you and seeing all that you do is just amazing. Grateful to you for staff, uh, obviously gotten closer to you and see all that you do. And grateful to you, the board for listening, for, being, for inspiring me to being there for good times and in not so good times. And grateful to Reverend Pat for his leadership. He's a great leader. Uh, he's inspirational. He's a wonderful minister. I'm fortunate to call him friend. And to my husband. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. You've served with grace and love and, and busyness, too. So thank you. Wow.
Members of Unity Minneapolis, our annual meeting is now over, and today is a significant day in our lives, in the lives of this blessed community. We now honor the incoming board for 2020. So when I call your name, would you please come forward and stand on the platform? Member at large, Nancy Merritt. Secretary, Greg Peterson. Assistant Treasurer, Judith Killian. Treasurer, Mike Showalter. Vice President, Teresa Belton. And President, Margie Olson. Would you tr truly appreciate this board, okay? We pause to remember that our true nature, that we are truly children of God, that the spirit of God's light and love and life expresses through each of you as you bless the lives of this community that you have chosen to serve. You've accepted the office of Board of Trustees for Unity Minneapolis. And you have expressed your willingness and your desire to serve. Today, you make a public declaration of that commitment, which is a symbol of the commitment already made within you, my spirit. We challenge you to remember that commitment is what transforms a promise into reality. Commitment is the stuff that character is made of. Commitment contains the power to honor the past and at the same time as honoring that past, to step boldly into the future, a future perhaps that is not even yet imagined, but it is held in consciousness. Commitment is the daily moment-to-moment -moment triumph of integrity over skepticism. Are you prepared? to discharge the duties and responsibilities as a member of the Board of Trustees of Unity Minneapolis, to always look to your inner Christ spirit within for wisdom and for guidance, for inspiration, and follow the truth teachings and principles of this ministry. If so, please say, I do. I hereby install you as members of the Board of Trustees of Unity Minneapolis. And may you serve with peace. And may you serve with love. And may you serve with great, great joy in all that you do. And may you allow that Christ presence within you to express as you commit to service to this community. We love you. We bless you. And we behold the living presence of the Christ within you. And I look forward again to serving with each and every one of you as you continue to lead this magnificent community. Let us stand together as we sing hymn number 65. I'm going to invite you just to skip some.
Let's appreciate our new board of trustees. You may be seated. In preparation, let's continue our service with the reading of the daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are prayed with with our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is forgive. We affirm, as I forgive, I know the fullness of divine love. God's love flows freely to all who will receive it. Only as I forgive, however, can I fully experience God's love? Unity co-founder Myrtle Fillmore wrote, Forgiveness is the art of putting something else in place of the thing forgiven. That something else is the positive realization of the truth of being. When I discover a thought arising about myself, or a person or incident I have resented. I need not condone what was done or left undone. I need only release the thought and focus on the eternal truth that every person is the image and likeness of God, regardless of what they may have done or failed to do. Even if my new feelings are slow to respond, my act of forgiveness is complete. And from scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. The word for today is forgive.
Let us take a moment and relax. Relax into our chairs, allowing your breath to easily flow in, through, and all around you. As we follow our breath and honor the quiet time, we have an awareness of the appreciation for the life we are experiencing at this time. We may have a sense of gratitude for the goodness and joy in our lives as well. Or we may be experiencing a time of discomfort, unease, or disappointment We may be hoping and praying for relief or a change. Though we may not feel it at this time, these challenging times are our guides to living into life more fully. We can ask spirit to be with us now, having a presence that will not leave us. As we sit in the quiet, we know we are not alone. And so we rest in the quiet. As we return to this space in time, whatever is happening in our lives,
we can know we are connected to the peace and support of spirit. We can choose to create and take time to strengthen this connection. Our spirit is both individual and part of the greater spirit that gives life and breath to each of us. The individuality is expressed with the gifts our soul's lessons have given us. Life will continue to offer us lessons and gifts. Can we accept them with grace and joy? Spirit is always waiting our willingness to take time for the abundant nourishment it gives us and to love us just as we are. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
I'm touched. I am genuinely touched with that version of that song. And you guys are great. I'm going to give you props as well. Come on. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as part of my journey into Minnesota and specifically Minneapolis, I want to share a quick story with you guys today. So this week... We had a little ice on the roads. You remember Tuesday morning. And uh, I was driving into church here. Reverend Pat's already heard this story, so he's chuckling already. But um, coming into church, and you know the off-ramp here on 100 coming down to Golden Valley Road. And I step on the brake, and nothing happens. <laughs> So what do I do, being from Florida? I step on the brake harder, right? <laughs> and I'm literally sliding down the hill. My heart is starting to race. Luckily, there's nobody in front of me, but I do end up halfway out into the intersection. Woo! <laughs> right? Again, my heart is just racing. So I, I learned two lessons from that. First of all, I'm going to start stopping way up the hill from now on, 100 yards up, and just gently do that. So that's my lesson. Your lesson 
is if you see a car with Florida plates on it, get out of the way no matter what. Just simply get out of the way. We're in the midst of, we're, actually, we're finishing up a seven-week series, and so this is the last of those seven weeks on the practical keys to the new way of living. This is week seven. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle setbacks, but let me review really quickly the previous six weeks, because they were just awesome in terms of practical ways for us to live within our lives. Reverend Pat started this out with, have a vision, using our imagination and our wisdom to not only live in the present moment, but to set up those long-term goals for ourselves. Living not only in the now, but also with that vision, overcoming fear and creating that expansive life so that we know which direction that we're heading. That was the first week. Reverend Tony came in and spoke to us about prosperity consciousness, that concept of being aware and awake. Let me repeat that, being aware and awake and applying those truth principles. Week three, Reverend Pat again talked about the art of selfishness, not calling it self-care, but the art of selfishness, taking care of our own needs, And most importantly, using our heart to make those decisions in our lives. And of course, we've heard that putting the oxygen mask on first before we can help others. Kevin talked to us. Kevin Hadala spoke to us about cancel, cancel old resentments, which of course is practicing forgiveness. Releasing those feelings of resentment, letting go of the way we think things should happen. Be letting go of the way we think things should be, letting go of suffering and letting go. Here's, here's my lesson letting go of having to feel that you need to be right. That was Kevin's lesson toward us. Reverend Ray spoke about the cure for loneliness and asked us the question why am I miserable at times? That feeling of disconnection that we sometimes feel, and instead creating a network and a safe community. That's this, right? That feeling of connectedness and of a safe community. Reaching out, practicing connection and empathy. That was Reverend Ray's contribution to this seven weeks. Then last week, Reverend Pat spoke to us about yes, but how. Yes, but how taught us that we should be praying as if we had everything that we desire. And how do we do that? We believe. That's what I walked away with. Believe. Believe through that power of prayer. We talked about believing. So again, today we're going to talk about handling setbacks Those things that are simply normal things that we have to deal with as we live this human existence. We have setbacks. How do we deal with them? 
This is the time, these are the times when things don't go necessarily as planned. And what do we do during those times? Today we're going to talk about three things. That setbacks are normal parts of our lives. That's the first thing. Second thing we're going to talk about is noticing our attitude about those setbacks. What do we, what's our self-talk? What are we talking about to ourselves? And then the third piece we're, talking, we're going to talk about moving through those setbacks. What do we do to get through those setbacks? And of course, setbacks come in all sizes, all shapes, all flavors. We've all experienced them, like I've already said. But let me share with you a personal, one of my personal setbacks. Let me share with you something that I worked my way through at a time. I have a daughter. I have a daughter named Hannah. And she still lives back in Florida. She lives in Jacksonville, Florida. When she was a freshman in high school, she was diagnosed with cancer. Thyroid cancer. And as a parent, that can be pretty devastating. First of all, not knowing really what to do other than work with the medical profession, work with the doctors, take their advice and work through that. It was a tough time. It was um, one where I felt numb half of the time. And many times I didn't know what to do. That was my setback at the time. One of the, to illustrate that numbness, she had um, a couple of, she had to have a couple of surgeries. So they actually removed her thyroid at the time. And as a follow-up procedure, uh, we were in Children's Hospital to do um, radiation therapy. It was a great time for her radiation therapy. And I was in the uh, Children's Hospital, I was in the room with her that day. And we were preparing her for that. And in came the room, this entourage of folks. I, and I, didn't, I, I wasn't expecting this, but there was this entourage of people that came in. And it was the star quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was a little confused and didn't know what was going on, but they came in and they were, they were focused on her, they were cheering her up. And I was sitting there thinking that this isn't right because somebody of this caliber, somebody of this star magnitude only comes in if things are really serious. And I wasn't ready for that information. I literally had to sit down because I, I, I was just so overwhelmed with that knowledge that, yes, this was a serious thing that my daughter was going through. And I simply sat down and cried. So that's my perspective on that setback that I lived through. We're going to talk, we're going to explore what Hannah went through later on in the talk. So... Remind me if I forget. But we're, but we're going to talk about 
Hannah's perspective of this event as well. Three things, like we said. First of all, expect that setbacks will happen in your life. Expect the discomfort. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but it is uncomfortable. So expect that and know that it is a normal part of your human condition. Know that there are times in our lives where we're going to feel uncomfortable, right? We're going to feel uncomfortable from time to time. And know that that is normal. We don't have to beat ourselves up for feeling uncomfortable during those setbacks. The phrase that came to my mind was, and this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You're nodding, yes. Does anyone know? And I thought, wow, that's, what a great scriptural quote. Um, and then I, I couldn't remember where it was in the Bible. Does anyone know where in the Bible, and this too shall pass, comes from? At first I thought, well, maybe Paul wrote this, or maybe it was from the Psalms. Any guesses? It's not in the Bible at all. So, <laughs> so my bad, right? I, it's, it's not even in there. Where it comes from, mainly, are the writings of the Sufi mystics. Rumi used this phrase, and we've picked it up and almost made it scriptural for ourselves. This too shall pass. The Buddhists talk about when things happen in our lives, knowing that they are temporary, that we're going to move through these things. It's normal, it happens, it will pass. But what is that discomfort that we feel? What is it? What is it within ourselves that is feeling that discomfort, that pain? I'd suggest that it is our attachment to how things should be. We think that we can control things, and we think that when we set up those visions, those long-term goals, that we know each and every step along the way and that we can control them. That's the attachment. And when things vary a little bit, we feel that discomfort. We either feel discomfort from the attachment of the way we think it should be or from the avoidance of things that we are trying to stay away from. Those are the two things that Buddha actually talked about, is attachment and avoidance. Deepak Chopra, in his book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, talked about this concept of detachment. And he wrote... The concept of detachment does not interfere with the law of intention or vision or with that long-range goal setting. You still have the intention of going in a certain direction and you still have that goal. However, between point A and point B, there are an infinite number of possibilities. When I think of Deepak Chopra, that's what I think of. An infinite number of possibilities between those two points. With uncertainty factored in, you might change direction in any moment to a higher ideal. 
Be flexible. Be flexible for something better to happen. You are less likely to force a solution on problems which enables you to stay alert to greater opportunities. The concept of detachment accelerates, and this is what Deepak Chopra would underline, the concept of detachment accelerates the whole process of spiritual evolution. So don't lock yourself in, don't beat yourself up, is what he's talking about. Number two, notice your attitude. Notice your attitude about this setback that has come into your life. Who do you, and, and we're human, we're human. So I ask the question, who do we blame when this setback enters into our lives? And there are different levels of this, different vibrational qualities of this. Do we blame others? And I'm going to suggest that that's probably our lowest. This is, what, you know, this is the lowest of that vibrational quality. Do we blame others? Do we think that it's somebody else's fault? We come up a little bit. Do we blame ourselves? Do we blame ourselves? It's my fault. In fact, we assign shame to that idea that this thing has entered into our lives because somehow we're not spiritual enough. I'm suggesting that is metaphysical malpractice. That shame does not serve you in any way. In fact, Buddha has a parable. Buddha talked about a parable about the arrows. I don't know, has anyone heard the parable of the arrows? A couple of people. Walking through a forest, the first arrow that hit this gentleman, the Buddha said, was not his fault. That arrow that hit him, yes, it was painful. Yes, he paid attention to that. Yes, it was uncomfortable, but it was not his fault. And yet, if that gentleman walking through the forest blamed himself with that shame, that was as if he shot himself with a second arrow. And think about it. We do this sometimes in our spiritual community. We think, wow, I should have been more spiritual than that. That's actually shooting yourself a third time. And it is a cycle that will go on forever, possibly. You shoot yourself, you say, I should have been better than that, which is actually shooting yourself again. You've got to break that cycle. Break that cycle of thinking that shame can help you out through this situation. And what are our expectations? Do we have the expectation, uh, I'm coming up a next level. Do we have the expectation that the universe itself is conspiring in our favor? Isn't that a nice thought? The universe itself is conspiring in our favor and helping us through this situation, this setback. I think of the lessons I learned within my own family. My uncle Tony and I'm going to use my Uncle Tony and my mom as two sides of a coin. My Uncle Tony was one person who thought that if anything bad could happen, it would. And that was the lesson he tried to teach me. It didn't much make sense to me even as a kid. 
But that was his lesson to me. If anything bad could happen, it could. My mom, on the other hand, and this is the one that I want to focus on, is that she would say that her expectation was always that it was going to be okay. No matter what happened, it was always going to be okay. And that it was up to you to take responsibility and move through that setback with grace and ease. So it was up to you, she told her sons as we were growing up. Take responsibility, and it was how you reacted to that situation. Now the last thing within this section that I want to talk about is how to adjust that attitude. What do we do when we are in the middle of that setback? What are the things that we can do ourselves? How do we learn, or can we learn? Can we learn from that situation itself? For myself, what I do is I look for inspiration in that at that time. And maybe I go online and look for inspirational quotes to help me. Maybe I go online and see what other people have done to get through a similar event within their lives. What I find kind of fun is actually discovering a new motivational person out there. Someone that I maybe don't know too well. And maybe it's reading some poetry from Rumi if I haven't done it in the past. Maybe it's exploring some of the lesser-known Martin Luther King quotes. Maybe it's reading that chapter from the biography of Gandhi and how he made, made it through some of his challenges. I look for ways to be inspired. Maybe it's reviewing Myrtle Fillmore's story one more time and going into the details of how she overcame tuberculosis consumption as they called it back then. Can we learn as we move through that setback? Can we learn from that situation? And maybe it's reaching out. How did, how do others, how did others, or how did our friend make it through that? Opening ourselves up, asking questions, being curious, Moving into introspection, those are different ways as well. Or seeing it as the bigger picture, seeing the bigger picture in that event. Think of that scene of a bigger picture like sitting on a train. You're on a train, you've set up your vision, you've set up your goal, you know where you're headed toward. You're sitting in that train and you go into a dark tunnel. What do you do when you enter into that dark tunnel? Do you immediately crumble up your ticket, head for the exit, ready to jump off the train? No, you remain seated. You trust that the conductor knows which direction you're going. Here's a hint, the conductor is God. You know you're already headed you just need 
to make it through that dark tunnel. And you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. So let's get back to Hannah. Let's get back to Hannah's story. My daughter had her 28th birthday last week. Her 28th birthday, she is cancer-free. Like I said, she lives in Jacksonville, Florida. She has a great job that she loves. She works for a company that makes tools, and um, she makes tools for the International Space Station and NASA. She loves her job. She's in a good relationship. I'm so proud of my daughter, Hannah. She acknowledges that going through that setback for her was uncomfortable. She tells me that. It was uncomfortable, but she knows as well that it was something that shaped her life. She accepts it as something that she made it through, but it did affect her and shaped her life. She noticed her attitude as she was going through it. And she doesn't know, even to this day, why it happened. And maybe that's not as important, but she knows that it's okay. She doesn't know why it happened, but it's still okay. There's no blame. There's no guilt. It just happened. And she is okay at this point. She was able to see the bigger picture. She was not defined by that dark tunnel as she was on that train. And she was able to trust that conductor. She knew that everything was going to be okay. And I am very grateful for that fact. Thank you. I was so into, oh, where are you going? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was so into your, your talk, and when you were done, I was just like, and I saw people move, and I went, oh, yeah. Your turn. I'm supposed to sing. That's okay. <laughs> there you go. Never communicating to the one who lives within 
forgetting all about the one who never, ever let you down. Turn it over to her. She's always around. When you feel your life's too hard, just go, just go have a talk, talk with God. Come on, yeah, come on. Gotta be there anytime. Gotta be there 
when you need. You gotta be there when you wanna have a talk with God. Do you feel like you've been to church this morning? I guarantee you do. Thank you, the amazing Debbie Duncan. Thank you so much. Amazing Debbie Duncan. Jim, thank you for a very insightful, inspirational message. And Reverend Jeanette, thank you for a beautiful meditation this morning. So let's just have that, take that moment to just take this opportunity to give. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to do that. So just take your gift in your hand. If you're giving it with someone, give it together. And we're just grateful that we understand this beautiful law of giving and receiving, this law of circulation. We're grateful for the inspiration that we have received this morning, the music, the lesson, the meditation, all those that we come in, have come in contact with today. We are grateful. And now let's affirm together our church offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And silently. Thank you, God. So we take just a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless our streaming audience as well, and we bless those gifts. Bless the gifts received in the mail. We bless all of these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Inviting our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to please stand. 
These individuals arrived early and they held sacred space in this beautiful sanctuary and today they're here to hold that sacred space with you. If you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you and you may be seated. A couple of shout outs this morning. Those kids are helping me out there with it too. <laughs> Enneagram Workshop this afternoon has helped transform my life. I wish I had more time to talk about that. It is informational and it is transformational. I invite you to explore that Enneagram workshop. Also this afternoon at one o'clock, coffee, tea, and Reverend Pat. That's the opportunity to have coffee, tea with me and all of Reverend Pat you want or can stand, okay? So come and be a part. If you want to, if you want to learn more about unity, this is a great opportunity to do it. And if you consider Unity Minneapolis your spiritual home, I invite you to explore membership here and be a part of our membership. And that begins in March as well. And then also we, we gift you, as you exit the sanctuary today, our fasting and feasting, a spiritual practice for Lent. We invite you to join us in this each and every morning. We'll be doing this together in, my, on our, in our own private meditation time. I've looked at it. It's a great book this year. I think it's one of the best that Unity has put out, Feasting and Fasting. This next announcement I'm really excited about. Next week, we begin a brand new series, and it's called Cosmic Connections. We talk about being connected to everything, God to each other, but sometimes we just start where we are. Our staff invites you to connect with us next month and sign up for brunch with a staff member. We're excited about that. This is a no-host brunch. Someone said, what does that mean, Reverend Pat? Some of you know exactly what it means, right? You pay for your own brunch, right? Each and every person come. But we're limiting that to about six people per person. You know staff members here, and they want to get to know you. So by all means, sign up for, for a brunch with a staff minister, with a staff minister, with a minister, with a staff person. Uh, sign up for that. You doing okay out there? Yeah. I know the service has been a little long today. It's been worth every minute of it, has it not? Let's, let's bring our children in, okay? We are walking in the light, in the light of God. In the light of God, you are walking in the light, in the light. a great time upstairs we sang for a long time and, and we talked about compassion and next month we're starting our series called creation in mind with our younger kids so thoughts held in mind create after their kind and I want to just thank everyone who supported our community meal last week we raised over $400 and that supported things like our Unitine bowling night last night so thanks everyone
Let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell. Helping us out on some singing this morning.
and I'll be your friend. Said I will, 